Salutations, friend, and welcome to The Profit Scale. This is the podcast for service-based coaches, consultants, and creatives looking to stop living paycheck to paycheck, pay themselves more, and scale their business beyond the six-figure plateau, all without the overwhelm of 60-plus hour work weeks. I'm your host and income strategist, RJ Connell. And if you're looking to collect more coins, stop dropping coins, or grow your business sustainably, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Turn up the volume and lean in because we're about to get started. Salutations, friend, RJ Connell here, and I'm so excited about today's conversation. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to grow your service-based business without the 60-plus hour work weeks. If you're like me, you absolutely love the work you do. You like being a service-based business and getting to know the clients you work with as you deliver your service. And you probably also like consistently getting to apply your expertise and actually doing the thing you love on a regular basis. What you could probably do without is the stress of having to calculate your income when you want to take time off, especially if you're a solopreneur and you're the only person in your business who's actually delivering your service. And what you could definitely do without is the stressful idea of having to increase or double your hours in order to make more money in your business. So if any of these sound like feelings or thoughts that you can relate to, then friend, I am so excited because we're about to start changing your perspective now. So let me ask you this, when you think about what you need to do to grow or scale your business, what comes to mind for you? Do you think about increasing your marketing budget and turning up your Facebook ads? Do you think about growing your email list and adding another 500 or 3,000 or 10,000 subscribers to your email list? Maybe you're thinking about something completely different and I'd love to hear your thoughts on our Instagram page. Head over to at RJ Connell to actually tell me what you're thinking. In the world of online business, there's so much emphasis on the tasks that are going to drive new sales in your business. Marketing, paid advertisements, funnels, launches, and so much more. The ability to drive new sales is a necessary component of both maintaining and growing your business. But often we forget to think about what happens to a client after they make the initial purchase. All of this money, time, and energy and resources goes into marketing and acquiring new clients, and yet you may not have taken the time to think about how to continue serving each client once they get into your business. You see, by the time a client has made a purchase with you, you've already done 90% of all the heavy lifting. You've attracted them, you've built no like, and trust with them, you've demonstrated your expertise and shown how your service can be a solution to their problem. You've converted them, maybe first to your email list and then finally into a paying client. You've developed an effective system to get clients into your business. Now actually delivering your service, that's the easy part. Once you get behind the computer to crank out that branded copy for your clients or design the most functional and flawlessly beautiful website or jump on that coaching call to shine a light on the beliefs that have been holding your client back, you're in your zone. Let's be honest, all of that back-end stuff of the funnels, the social media posts, the content creation, the ads, they're all a means to an end, this end, the one where you get to do the thing that lights up your soul and transforms your clients' lives all in one shot. So what comes next? Well, if you're like most people at this point, the client's gotten the results that they're looking for and you and Ariana Grande are singing, thank you, next, as you rinse and repeat and do it all over again. 
Well, friend, pump the brakes and slow it all the way down for a second. And let's take a look at that. You spent your time, your energy, your resources, and your money all to acquire this one client. And now you're going to let them walk out the door? That is the definition of what I call dropping coins. I can literally hear the coins dropping to the ground right now, like literally. (laughs) And friend, we don't do that around here. It is so important to have a client retention strategy in place before new clients get into your business. So that way you can actually keep more of the clients that you've spent all of your time acquiring. Research actually shows that there's a 60 to 70% probability of selling to an existing client in comparison to a 5 to 20% probability of selling to a new prospect. And this has been proven time and time again across various industries. Hence why I say you, my friend, are dropping coins if you are not keeping the clients you attract. There is still so much you can offer that client, but you have to be the one that lets them know. Having a client retention strategy in place does three key things for you. One, it ensures that you are optimizing the lifetime value of each client that comes into your business. Two, it shows them that you understand not only their current problem, but the journey that they're on as a whole well enough to continue to support them even after you've solved their initial problem. And three, it grows your business, meaning that you're collecting hashtag all the coins. Again, research shows that increasing your client retention by just 5% can increase your revenue by 25 to 95%. Friend, Stop dropping coins. That is a crazy amount of coinage up for grabs that you're consistently walking away from. That means if your business earns $100,000 a year and you serve 100 clients a year, keeping just five of those clients can earn you an extra $25,000 or more in your business. What would an extra $25,000 this year mean to your business? Would it allow you to pay yourself more? hire a virtual assistant, finally stop managing your website by yourself, reduce your work week to four days instead of five, spend more time with family or friends, or if you're me, binge watch suits. (laughs) Now this is how you grow a business. You make sure you're efficient, not only in attracting, but also retaining your clients. And that's why you need a client retention strategy in place. Have you ever called Verizon or Bell or Rogers to cancel your cell phone or your cable account with them? What's the first thing that they do? Let me tell you, the first thing that they do is that they transfer you to their client retention department, whose sole job is to do what it takes to get you to stay with them. Each one of these big companies has a client retention strategy in place, but where they get it wrong is that by the time you're calling to cancel, it's too late for them to start thinking about how to retain you at that point you've probably already made up your mind. Now, don't get me wrong. Having a retention strategy is better than not having one at all, but being proactive about retention is even better. 89% of companies understand that customer experience is a key factor in driving customer loyalty. Loyalty meaning that they'll buy from you again, but that's it. That's their whole strategy. In other words, companies cross their fingers and hope that you enjoyed working with them enough to want to do it again. For the most part, this strategy is sufficient, not efficient or highly effective, but good enough, especially if you're a product-based business. Think about it. You go into winners, you see something you like, you have a decent experience, and you're more likely to go there again. 
Or in my case, you shop at Winners like it's a pastime. <laughs> Maybe for you, there's a key grocery store that you shop at. Maybe it's a Costco or Walmart or Sam's Club or a website that you love to buy your books from. Or maybe there's a local Marshalls or Winners that's pretty much your second home. When you have your go-to stores, for the most part, you make the majority of your purchases from your favorite sellers. However, if you're on your way home and you need to pick up some flour and some eggs and there isn't a Walmart in sight or your usual grocery store, you're heading to the closest grocery store to pick up your items. And if there's a new book that you want to buy and you're in the mall and there's an Indigo or a Barnes and Noble in the mall, you're probably going to pick up that book instead of waiting to order it on Amazon. We've all had these experiences before where we trade in our loyalties for convenience. That's just life. I'm sure you can think of many examples from your own life, or maybe you're living an example right now as you run errands and listen to this podcast. As a service-based business, you can't afford to be passive or reactive about keeping your clients. It costs you so much to attract them that I want to challenge you to put that same level of energy into keeping them. This is such an important part of growing a successful business, and yet it's so rarely spoken about, especially in the world of online business. Before we move on, I put together a swipe sheet for you with five ways to help you skyrocket your revenue without attracting new clients. Just click the link in the show notes to download it or head over to rjconnell.ca forward slash four. Okay, I know what you're thinking. RJ, I'm a wedding photographer or a branding strategist or I run a snow removal service. My clients really only need my service once and it's usually during a specific season. How do I get them to buy from me again? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I have an extremely simple answer for you. Whether you offer a seasonal or a seemingly one-time service, what you need to do as a business owner and expert is this. Make sure you write this down. You need to anticipate the needs of your clients along their journey. I'm going to say that again. You need to anticipate the needs of your clients along their journey. When clients initially hire you, they're usually clear on what they're looking for. In other words, they tend to have a high level of awareness around their existing problem and are actively looking for a solution for it. I call this a position problem. And after they've worked with you, you've solved their problem or at least put them on a path to doing so. But there are still challenges that are going to arise for your clients as they continue on their journey. No matter what kind of service you provide or what kind of work you do, the specific service that you offer your clients are a means to an end. It's rarely ever the end itself. Let's say that you're a birthing doula and you help clients have a safe delivery. Why? So that they can enjoy life with their newborn. Let's say you're a wedding photographer. You capture pictures on a couple's special day so that they can constantly be reminded of the love they share together. Let's say that you're a brand story specialist. You help business owners share their stories so that they can build connections that convert with their customers. Or maybe you're a mindset coach and you help ambitious women shift their mindset so that they can level up in their professional lives. No matter what kind of coach, consultant, or creative you are, you have a so that built into the service that you do that represents the journey your clients are on. Once you know what that is, you can anticipate the challenges that your clients will face on their journey to that destination. And I call these trajectory problems. 
So you have position problems, which are the problems or needs your clients are currently facing in their lives or their business. Then you have trajectory problems, which are the problems or needs that will arise on your client's journey towards their greater goal. It's your job as the expert to anticipate their needs in advance and create a solution to meet their trajectory needs or solve their trajectory problems after their first purchase with you. The solution you create becomes a part of your retention strategy. And keep in mind, you can have more than one solution. Remember, hashtag all the coins. We've covered a lot during our conversation today, and I'm sure by now your wheels are turning and you're thinking about either creating or improving your own client retention strategy. So let's recap. While sales and attracting new clients is an important part of running and growing a business, it doesn't end there. Retaining your existing clients is an extremely effective way to grow your business revenue and research shows that it actually costs you a lot less to retain your existing clients than it does to attract new ones. Even if you offer a service that clients traditionally don't purchase more than once, you can still create a way for those same clients to purchase something from you again and again. And that starts with anticipating their future needs and challenges along their journey and not just where they are now. I call these trajectory problems or needs. The amazing thing about having a solid client retention strategy in place is that you begin to see an immediate increase in revenue as your sales increase and new clients come into your business. A client retention strategy complements your sales strategy and sets your business up to grow bigger, better, and faster. Friend, it has been a pleasure to spend this time with you. Make sure to head over to rjconnell.ca to download the free infographic on how to skyrocket your revenue with your existing clients. I call these episodes conversations because I actually want to hear your feedback on them. So make sure you head over to Instagram at rjconnellconsulting and join the conversation about today's episode. Friend, I am so excited about next week's conversation where we're going to talk all about what it looks like to be a CEO versus an employee in your business. There are a few important differences between the two, and as a CEO, you have to make sure you're doing this one thing on a regular basis. It is crucial to both the growth and the sustainability of your business, and without it, you might find your business failing. Friend, as someone who has a huge vision for your business and big plans for where you want it to go, you don't want to miss next week's episode. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you know exactly when it drops. I'll see you same time and same place next week. And until then, friend, leave no coin left behind.